Welcome back to another episode of Highlighted the All Sports Culture Podcast. Kurt, Sully, Sam, we're back. It's Takeaway Tuesday. We're going to be, we have our three takeaways and then our one rapid fire take at the end of the podcast on, you know, very, you know, different topics, teams, players, whatever it is. Um, But I think we're just going to get right into it. You guys want me to go first or what? You know, I would love if you would just start us off, Sully, because... You're the best. Great. That you are the best. I agree. I agree. I'm the best. And I'll start it off. I'll start it off with someone who's not the best, but they're heavily underrated this year. Kirk Cousins. Um, This guy's got 900 passing yards, uh, eight touchdowns, 74% completion through three games. Um, Yes. Kirk Cousins is kind of known for a guy who might not be like airing it out super downfield and whatnot, but he's played really, really well this year. Um, they should be two and one. They just beat the Seahawks. They should have beat the Cardinals. They obviously missed the 35 yard field goal. They would have been two and one. They did lose to the Bengals week one, which is pretty, was kind of an ugly loss, but the Bengals are a little bit better than we thought maybe. Um, but regardless, Kirk cousins is playing really, really well. Didn't have Dalvin cook in this game, which is part of the reason why I picked the Seahawks. Alexander Madison stepped in, did a phenomenal job. This offense didn't really miss a beat without Dalvin cook, which is somewhat surprising. It's almost like running backs are replaceable or something. I don't know. I've heard someone say that on this podcast before, but um, regardless, I mean, they, they all played really well. This team, Justin Jefferson's getting his thing. You know, Adam Thielen is still very, very solid. A lot of people thought he would take a step down. This offense overall is very good. Um, Kirk Cousins, shout out. The man gets ridiculed more than a lot of people. Not so much this year because he's playing really, really well. But you see, not many people are praising him because they like to tear him down a lot. And, um, yeah, what do you guys think about Kirk Cousins' play? I mean, realistically, they are one and two. MVP chances, pretty low. But statistically speaking, he's got to be top three in the league right now. 900 passing yards, eight touchdowns, 74%, 74% completion is ridiculous. He's, he's playing really well. What do you guys um, think? Yeah, I mean, I think we've all stated this before on the podcast, how Kirk Cousins, every single year from an underrated standpoint, doesn't get the love he deserves because we will criticize him in the regards of he can't win on prime time. He's not going to lead a Super Bowl winning team. But if you look at him from an individual standpoint of what he brings from a statistics standpoint, obviously, I completely agree with you. And I completely agree with the overall sense that I do believe he has had a great year and I think he's underrated. Um, like we said, Kirk Cousins, I've experienced him since Washington, and I thought he was unbelievable in Washington. Don't know why we didn't pay him, because obviously we've gone through a QB carousel, but that's for a different conversation. He went to Minnesota. He's done pretty well with them. He's, you know, obviously it was kind of the Case Keenum year where the last time they got to the NFC Championship, and he really hasn't brought him back to that point. But he's, you know, at least brought winning seasons and at least not been – you know, the worst scenario. He's definitely a better quarterback than Keenum was. And you kind of think about if he had that roster, what they could have done. But like we said, that's for a different topic. We're now in the presence in 2021. And I completely agree with you. I think he's underrated. And I honestly did not even know really that stat line that he had. I mean, 900 yards, eight touchdowns, 74 completions uh, percentage. I didn't really know about that until he brought it up solely, which I guess is what we're stating here, that he is underrated. And I didn't even know that that was the stat line. So Lots of props to them. And like we said, they should be two and one. I know we had our worries about Minnesota after week one against Cincinnati, but offensively, and I think defensively, they're doing a fine job as well, but offensively they're getting the job done. And even though they're one and two, 
I think there's still a team that is in contention for the playoffs. And honestly, you could make a case for the division. Hey, yo. Hey, yo, chill, chill with chill, that. Chill out there. Chill out <laughs> there. Uh, but no, I, yeah, I, I've talked about Kirk Cousins a lot. I mean, I think he's a really good quarterback and he runs this offense very well. I mean, he's familiar with it from his days back in Washington when Shanahan was there. Um, and, you know, I mean, he's just always been that quarterback who just plays sneakily really well and just no one really, like, says anything about it. And uh, you brought up the fact that they should be 2-1. and one. You could argue they could be 2-0. and They should be 3-0. and oh. I mean, if you guys don't remember the Delvin Cook fumble, like, that call could have gone the either, either way. But I personally think it wasn't. Refs thought otherwise. Yeah, we'll get to the officiating probably later in this podcast at some point because this week was a brutal week for officiating. It's been like, brutal. Yeah. Well, it, it's been brutal, but this week was really bad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just Justin Jefferson still is a stud. Adam Thielen still is that safety valve. Kirk Cousins still playing really well. And, I don't know, this offensive line still isn't good. And this team certainly has its itch, its issues. Like the defense still has not figured it out. Um, They are letting up a lot of points still. Um, And I I thought for like the first two weeks that Mike Zimmer was going to fucking decapitate someone uh, like at some point, because he was so mad, but this team is good. I think it's definitely a playoff contender. Um, They're a lot better than what the record shows. I'm pretty comfortable saying that I I brought up last week that they, the chances of them losing both of their first two games in the ways that they did is so, so small of a chance that like they're just better than what we think that their record shows. Um, And yeah, no, Kurt, I, I agree. They definitely could contend for the division. I agree. But, uh, We'll get to the we'll get to the goat later about <laughs> about that. But um, Curtis, what do you got? All right. So for my first take, we'll stay in the division with the Chicago Bears, but I'll be focusing on the head coach of that team, Matt Nagy. I've definitely showcased my frustration with Matt Nagy, but I genuinely think at this point, through three weeks of the season, he wants to lose games because the guy's just so shit at coaching. There's no other explanation. He's horrible. He's pathetic. There's just any synonym you have for shit, just place it on Matt Nagy. Just, it's just so exhausting just hearing every week about the QB situation. I understand this week was kind of different because, I mean, he basically said Justin Fields is going to play. It was the only option with Dalton being injured. But I promise you, if every single week you don't know who's going to start for your team, that is a major red flag, and I think that anyone understands that. We saw that in the first couple of weeks. Is it going to be Fields? He said it's going to be Dalton, but we kind of knew that Fields might be the better option. Now Fields had his chance. He was really not good, but obviously it wasn't all on him. The offensive line was probably the worst thing I've ever laid my eyes on. The receiving core wasn't getting open. Everything about that offense and everything about Chicago in week three was utter disaster. But now we get to week four. And he's thrown Nick Foles into the situation. And it's just, what are you doing, dude? Because I promise you, we've seen time in and time out. Last year with Jacksonville where, you know, it wasn't going to be Gardner or was it going to be Mike Glennon? You know, we saw a couple years back 
with Washington? Is it going to be Haskins? Is it going to be Case Keenum? I promise you it's exhausting for the fan base and it's exhausting for everyone else when you constantly go through a QB carousel and you don't know who's going to start on a weekly basis. That's why I'm so strong using my own team as an example for just sticking with Heineke. If it doesn't work out, that's fine. Just you can go after a veteran. You can draft one. You can do make your decision the offseason. But when you're put in a position where you just don't know every week who's going to be the QB, it's exhausting, like I said. And Matt Nagy, like I've said, has handled that horribly, and he's handled everything else horribly. And we said, though, like Justin Fields was not ready. And we said that, obviously, we don't know if Justin Fields is going to be ready given the circumstances of the Chicago offense. My God, was just everything a disaster for that. I mean, Justin Fields, I know people want to say the offensive line gave him no protection, which is true. But let's not act like Justin Fields played well regardless. He didn't really show any signs of flashes, in my opinion. He was not good, and he's got to massively improve if he wants to stay the starter of this team. But like I said, he gets sacked, what was it, 11 times that game? That does. How does that happen? Nine. Yeah. Nine. Okay. That's still, that it's doesn't happen. The same. It's still horrible. Miles Garrett was just cooking and Chicago's a shit show. And like we've talked about, they enter a rough stretch in the middle of the season where they play a lot of tough teams. Matt Nagy, I, and I said this from the start and I think he's going to stick with it in his stance of he's just going to rock with Dalton because if he doesn't think fields is going to be ready. And I don't, like I said, I know fields didn't play well, but it goes back to my original point of it's exhausting just flipping through quarterbacks. Fields is not going to progress as a quarterback if you're constantly subbing him out and you're not sticking with him for the whole year. I don't care if he's worse than Dalton. And I understand Nagy, part of the reason why he doesn't want to play Fields is because his job is probably on the line and he doesn't want a rookie quarterback dictating what his future holds for Chicago. But in the best interest of this team, in the best interest of the fan base, you stick with Fields. I don't care if he makes mistakes. I don't care if he's struggling because at least you're showing some sort of sign of progression. And if you rock with Nick Foles, if you rock with Andy Dolan, it's just backtracking on everything. He's handled this horribly. He's going to get fired by week six or seven. And Chicago's got to fix stuff because it is going to shit. Devil's advocate. Um, you know, playing Justin Fields, him getting sacked nine times a game, uh, you know, completing seven passes. Is he progressing or is he going to get worse? Okay, there, but there's, I believe it's there's so- situations in the NFL where it doesn't work out so much that the talent is ruined. It's possible. Sure. So I'll with Sam Darnold. Sure. But I think there are moments, though, where at least you have to see there are like building blocks and learning steps along the way. He's going to have games where that's the situation. And I'd rather him be in game and experience that. And obviously I don't want that to affect his health and how he is from a healthy and injured standpoint. But regardless though, I would rather him be in that situation where he's seeing that even though we put it, the blame shouldn't be on him in that instance though, but there are going to be games where like his offensive line is horrible. He's going to have to make throws when none of his receivers are open. He's got to make plays. I would just rather him be on the field and experience that. And like you said, though, I'm not like, I do agree with you. How much of a quarterback is he progressing to be if nothing's going his way? But at the same time, I'd rather what happened on Sunday happen, even though I don't think we'll have anything really similar to what happened on Sunday in the future than just playing any Dalton next week, because that's, you don't get anywhere in that sense. 
No, I mean, I, I, I played devil advocate, but I do agree with you. I would live prefer him to get the live snaps and play the games. Uh, shout out Jason Peters, though, just signed to the Bears. I think Sam would do a better job, and that, he was horrible. And I but weigh like half of him. Maybe a quarter. <laughs> but the thing, yeah, he's also going against Miles Garrett, who I'm sure you guys have all seen the clip of Miles Garrett teleporting across the offensive line when he's rushing the passer. But uh, he's pretty good. So Jason Peters is pretty bad, but Miles Garrett's better. Yeah, I mean, Justin <laughs> No, Fields... I, thought J- I thought Jason Peters is better. What? Well, I more so meant Justin- Jason Peters is really bad, but Miles Garrett is more good than Jason Peters is bad. Okay. Now, Miles Garrett's that good. Yeah. He's he was my pick for defensive player of the year, by the way, and it's looking possible. It is looking possible. Um, but I do want to bring up Justin Fields totaled. 47 yards of offense totaled their passing attack was absolutely atrocious. Whatever this game plan was, whatever it was, it was not working. And Chicago, I mean, we can't, we all came in the year. I think we all were pretty low on them. Sully, I think you were the highest, right? Oh no, definitely not. What'd you have them at? uh chicago i think yeah. me and so sully i remember said he has him low than most people would think and i think we both had him at three and 14 i i think that's what it was really okay. i don't I, think i had him high. i think i think i had him at like five or six wins um but i mean none of us really were okay the, the point across is none of us really no liked, liked them. them none none of us liked them yeah. And I mean, this offense is putrid. It's still bad. It's not good. I mean, Allen Robinson has been invisible this entire season so far, and that's not going to be a good look for him on the franchise tag. And you could argue, just, people want to say Justin Fields is the best quarterback he's ever played with already, and that's just not true. So I don't know, man. The Bears suck. It's been like this for decades, since 85. It's just... They went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's the only thing they have in their franchise's history. Devin um, Hester? That too. And well, uh, Ryan Urlacher. And Urlacher, yes. Yeah, imagine returning the opening kickoff and still losing. Embarrassing. <laughs> Peyton Manning, man. He does wonders. But Sexy Rexy was the quarterback of that team, so you got to respect it. Sexy yeah. Rexy. And Jay Cutler. Uh, Jay Cutler didn't, is always uh, in my heart. Didn't um, Rex Grossman get traded for Kyle Orton? Wasn't that a trade at one point? Yeah. yeah. Was it was it Rex Roseman and Jay Cutler? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Let me look. I'll look it up. Because I, I, I don't know why the name Kyle Orton is like in my head. He was definitely uh, an NFL player, right? Kyle Orton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Now, now I'm confused. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's like really in my head. All right. It was either All Rex right. Grossman for Jay Cutler or Rex Grossman. What team was Jay Cutler on before the he was on the Broncos? Was he? So no, Rex Grossman was on the Broncos. No, no, okay. I think um, Kyle Orton was he on the Broncos? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Kyler yeah, was yeah. on the Broncos. The, the tra- Rex Grossman was on the Bears. Yeah. yeah. Jay Cutler was on the Broncos, and then they traded for Jay Cutler. Oh, it was Jay Cutler. Yeah. So I think they traded like two firsts for Jay Cutler. No, Jay Cutler was like kind of a baller back then. I fucking love Jay Cutler. I love Jay. He Cutler. does not give a shit. It's so funny. He doesn't give a shit about anything. He's so funny. All right. I guess I'll just stay in the NFC North. Um, Detroit. 
And I feel like we're going to talk about Detroit like twice this year um, because they're rebuilding and that's just not fun to talk about. Is Dan Quinn been the best coaching hire so far? Dan Campbell. Or not Dan Quinn, Dan Campbell. <laughs> Dan, Quinn's Dan, Quinn, yeah, Dan Quinn was Dan good Quinn's hire, doing good. He's yeah. doing good. But is Dan Campbell been the best hire so far? Like, am I crazy of saying that? Like, yeah, Brandon Staley has been good too. But I mean, like, Dan Campbell is not Arthur good. Smith. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's definitely not Arthur Smith. But <laughs> that pays Dan, being Sam to say. Yeah. Dan Campbell has completely turned this franchise around. Like, the, the entire mindset of Detroit right now is so good it, it, it's so positive to see this team is playing with a lot of heart they're playing with a lot of tenacity I mean they are fighting their fucking asses off in every single game they've played so far week one they were getting killed they came back and nearly won the game week two they were leading Green Bay at the half at Lambeau they did, they did kind of fall apart but still they had control of that game week three they're pretty much beating Baltimore the entire time, and they needed the longest field goal in NFL history to beat them. On, on top a of a fourth and 19 conversion. Yes, as well as a joint. Absurd. This roster is not good. Uh, Penny Sewell has been amazing, though. I will say that. This roster has also been injured. Jared Goff has been playing pretty well. Like I, like I said, when that trade happened, I – believe that they actually see stuff in Jared Goff that they want to maintain. I stand by that. I mean, he's been playing pretty solid football. Like he's like the 20th, 20th to 25th quarterback in the league. That's pretty much where he's at. So he's a viable starter and that's what they have right now. And he's with their receiving core. He is overperforming with it. They have some guys who are flashing in certain areas. Detroit's got a lot to be excited about, even if their team is shit uh they're just tanking in the right way uh, tanking in the right way is when your team is dog shit but you are uber competitive that's how you want to do it because it makes it fun for the fans still and you could say brian staley's the best so far i could agree with that but dan campbell has made himself a strong case to say the least even though they're zero and three i think that how many zero and three teams are there left like four Colts, Lions, Jets, Jaguars, Giants, five. Texans. Not Texans won. Five teams. Five. Cinco. Um, I got two things to say. One, shout out DeAndre Swift. He's on my fantasy team. He's balling out this year. Um, yeah, love love that dude. And he, Jamal Williams is playing great too. Yeah, which I don't love. Uh, more more DeAndre Swift, please. I, I love I love that. But uh. Yeah, no, John, John Maul Williams is hilarious. He's taking over TikTok, rightfully so. The guy's hilarious. But uh, more DeAndre Swift. Second thing, uh, Penny Sewell struggled in preseason. Uh, Jamar Chase struggled in preseason. And they're both pretty good. Uh, so what have we learned? Preseason doesn't really matter that much. Offensive rookie of the year will be not a quarterback this year. I can yeah. tell you that much for sure. It's crazy. Yeah, but I, I, re- that. I remember though, I mean, go back to what 2020 with Jefferson, because he looked horrible in training camp and preseason and everyone's like, Oh, I'm so worried about him. Yeah. Like, come on. Did you have to be worried about him? And that's when Ev, I was like, okay, I don't even care about how people look in preseason at training camp, but I agree with <laughs> that. He's a stud. So um, I won't say anything else, but lines. Yeah, I will agree. And it sucks because so many people in my Survivor League 
pick the Ravens. And I'm screaming. I'm like, all right, that's like 20 people out. Let's go. And then Justin Tucker. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That, <laughs> that just doesn't happen. That's why he's the best kicker of all time. It's, it's yeah. absurd. Um, all yeah, right. It's funny because the best kicker of all time, the, the conversation, like, it's 99% about opportunity. Like, like people will say Vinatieri because he's made so many clutch kicks. But as a kicker, you can't get yourself, you can't get your team in that position at all. I would base it off of like ability and talent. Yeah. And Justin Tucker is better than Vinatieri. Easy. Yeah. Right. He's more accurate, better leg, regardless. Justin yes. Tucker, you're the GOAT. Sponsor the podcast. The statistics behind Justin Tucker are so ridiculous when you look at them. Like, that man is the GOAT. Like, I mean, hey, Graham Gano ain't too bad himself, though. What is that, 38 in a row? Graham's kicks solid. In a row? He's very That's pretty solid. good. Be the best player on the Giants, actually. Honestly? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Might, I mean, yeah. Might, be. <laughs> might be. It might be, like, honestly. <laughs> um, Sully, you up? Uh, yeah, I'll go. Or is it Sam? Who's up? I don't know. I, I just went. No, I, thought, I thought you were going to. There you go. I'll go. Yeah, um, so he's up. My take is we, we did talk about this last week, but it's, at, I mean, Kurt was talking basically about Zach Wilson. The Jets, you know, kind of botched it um, like they usually do. I kind of said I disagree. I think Zach Wilson would be fine. He turned around, had an unbelievable performance against the Broncos. He had, he scored zero points. And um, yeah, he did really, really well. Uh, I, I honestly, I really That's didn't think you were being sarcastic. And I was no, like, no, no. What? I was like, is that how long <laughs> no. is this guy going to go on? No, for? he had two interceptions. Uh, they scored zero points. The Broncos are a great defense, but at the end of the day, it was really, really bad. But once again, I mean, I don't know the exact stats, but I know he is the most pressured quarterback. He has been the most hit. He has, I don't think it's the most sacked, but he's definitely up there. Um, but yeah, most pressured, most hit he has, he's taking a beating back there. The jets did not fix their offensive line. We saw the same problems with Darnold. Uh, they definitely got more skill positions, which is good for Zach Wilson, but the offensive line is, you know, it's the bread and butter. If the offensive line isn't there, it really doesn't matter who's going to be catching the ball because especially for a rookie, that's going to hold the ball and, you know, get flustered. And especially for Zach Wilson's a guy who, you know, he doesn't mind when the play breaks down, but he's going to try to be creative. He's going to make, you know, hard throws for most quarterbacks. And especially when you're getting hit like that, it's going to lead to interceptions. It's going to lead to turnovers. He hasn't been playing great. I'm not going to say he's playing good, but I'm still not too worried about him overall. I'm more worried about the situation. I think it could be a very similar situation what happened with Darnold, where the team just kind of falls apart. Um, he, he flashes. He has great moments. And overall, he, he doesn't look that good. People say he kind of sucks. I'm not going to predict too far into the future. It's, he's three games in, but he might go to a new team, have a, you know, a resurgence just like Darnold. But overall, I'm not too worried. If I were a Jets fan, I'm more worried about the other players more than Zach Wilson. I still think they made the right pick. But that's not including Trey Lance. We haven't seen him yet. But other than that, I don't mind the Wilson pick. Well, we have seen Trey Lance. He scored a touchdown. On yeah, he scores a touchdown every time he plays. So he actually is the best quarterback of all time. <laughs> Um, well, I'll say this really quick. You should be worried about Zach Wilson because he sucks. <laughs> you also should be worried about the supporting cast because that sucks too. And that does not equal anything good. Let's take a short break here and bring you our sponsor for today's episode, Sports Betting Dime. I'm wearing the sweatshirt right now. We love them. We use them all the time for our posts. They, you know, gather data from all the books. 
And if you're looking for a book, if you want to bet against the Jets, which is probably an unbelievable strategy right now, considering they suck, or you want to bet against any other NFL team that sucks, you can go do that. Go to sportsbettingdime.com. Find the book that works for you. They have reviews. They have tips on there. If you're new into betting, you kind of want to learn the space, you can do that. Read their articles. Um, Yeah, go check them out. Find the book that works for you. Sign up. Bet against the Jets. Win a lot of money. And you're pretty good. Sportsbettingdime.com. Check them out. All right, Kurt, you're up. Hit him with it. All what right, second take. I know we talked a little bit about this pre-pod, so we'll kind of get into the bulk of the discussion here. But the Kansas City Chiefs, I know a lot of people were worried about them. I can promise you they are completely fine, especially on the defensive side. They're fine. A lot of people – Especially were... on the defensive side. Is that what you just said? Well – so I, I think you meant especially on the offensive side. No, no, no. I think I meant it like you don't need to worry, I guess, including the defensive side. Not especially. Okay. I think because we've seen this time and a time out, and I know yeah, it, has I agree. Not, and it has not been as bad as this in the years prior, but how many times have we seen in the years past where people were worried about the defense, it gets off to a slow start. I promise you in December, they're going to be good. They're going to be fine. Like the defense has good players and it has good moments. And when it needs to perform, they're going to perform because that is what the Kansas city chiefs do. do. And don't get it twisted. Like, yeah, they lost to Baltimore, but we talked about that last week. It was on Sunday night. Um, A fumble is kind of what caused them to lose a gutsy fourth down call because if they don't, in my opinion, if Baltimore doesn't go for that, Kansas city will drive down and win the game. And I think a lot of us can agree on that one. Um, and then this one in the Chargers. I remember texting, like, help me if I'm wrong, but, like, why did they not just wait to kick the field goal? I know it all worked out, but, like, I was like, what are you doing throwing the, the ball? The Chargers, you're saying? Yeah, the Chargers. Yeah. I was very confused by that. They should have just took a kneel. I think, I think Staley was just excited. He's like, I'm about to beat the Chiefs. We got to yeah. score. I mean, I think, I think the whole thing is, like, I want them to, like, have to score, but you can win the game on I know their kicker, I think, missed a field goal that game. So maybe they were worried about that. I don't know. But regardless, um, the Chiefs are gonna be fine. I promise you they're gonna be a Super Bowl contention still. I'm not worried one bit about this team. If anything, you should be worried about, and you really should not be worried about this. It's some of the mistakes Mahomes are making. He had a really bad pick against Baltimore, he had a really bad pick against LA. And he really doesn't get a pass just because he is the most talented ever. Well, maybe. He does. He gets a pass from me. All right. He would maybe. Uh, but regardless though, like, I mean, he didn't have amazing performances like we're used to seeing and yeah, he's still fine. He's going to be the best quarterback in the league by the time the season's up. I'm just saying we can't completely ignore that, but yeah, the chiefs are going to be fine. I'm not worried one bit. That's a tough Chargers team. I know you're at home and you should win that game, but that's, again, another t- tough Chargers game that you have to face. And, yeah, I don't know. Chargers should be 3-0 right now. They should, they should be, be Dallas. I agree. They had a fucking weird-ass penalty on the two-yard line. They scored a game-winning touchdown. Not game-winning, but scored a touchdown. They would have taken the lead. Who knows if they would have kept it, but regardless. Chargers could very much be 3-0. And, I mean, yeah, that's a great team. I agree. That yeah. loss, not too concerning for me. They had a terrible sack call in that game too, or they're in the yeah. red zone and then Herbert didn't get sacked, but they called it a sack. Yeah. And they lost like 20 yards on that play. Yeah. And that basically screwed them at a seven point. I mean, 
because they scored a touchdown on the play prior, but that got called back because of a weird offside Yeah, it was like a wrong formation or whatever it's called. Legal formation. Yeah, I, yeah, legal formation. I don't remember. It was a touchdown, though, and it was a really nice play. But back to the Chiefs. May I remind everyone in 2019, the year that they won the fucking Super Bowl, their defense was awful at the start of that year. Like, everyone was concerned about it up until later in the season once they got their shit together. I mean, everyone was. And then they figured it out. Steve Spagnuolo did his work, and it was good. They were fine. Uh, They're just trying out some new things right now. I know they're playing Chris Jones at defensive end right now, which is kind of interesting. And they're pushing him back inside on on, uh, third and longs for interior rushing. And, you know, their edge rushers aren't good. Uh, Frank Clark's not good really anymore. He's fine. He's a fine number two, but he is not a number one caliber. He's getting paid like a number one caliber. And then they have what? Alex Okafor as their number two something like that it's not good and that's why they're playing chris jones at defensive end honestly um and they they certainly have holes like around their defense but offensively yeah they're fine and like like you said mahomes you live with the hero ball stuff you live with it for what he gives you um but tyree kill he's had a dud the past two weeks which is kind of weird um but they need, an, they need another receiving option on that offense. They got Josh Gordon. Him with Patrick Mahomes is kind of unfair. But we talked about this pre-pod. Uh, Flash! Ah, ah, savior of the universe. universe. I watch that video all the time. Yeah, Flash Gordon, we'll see how much he's got. We talked about a pre-pod, like Sam said. I mean, the guy... His 2013 season, which everyone remembers, 1,700 yards or whatever it was, like 14 touchdowns with the Browns. Like, absolutely ridiculous. Won you every single week in fantasy. So, with, like, Brandon Whedon, like, Jason Campbell, like, yeah, all of them. Like, Brian Hoyer, so like, dumb. just, like, random-ass quarterbacks. It didn't matter who was guarding him, who was throwing him the ball. It was one of the more impressive, like, wide receiver seasons we've ever seen. Uh, but that was eight years ago, which is crazy to think. Now, he doesn't really have the wear and tear of, like, other receivers that have been in the league for eight years. So he could still, you know, maybe be as good as he was. or no, He'll never be that good. I think that's safe to say. But he could definitely be good enough for a Chiefs number two wide receiver, considering there's so much, like, um, you know, how much pressure Tyreek Hill puts on the defense. That's the reason why he gets duds. I mean, man's triple coverage because no one else catches the ball besides him and Kelsey. So if you throw another guy who's halfway decent, that's why I said Juju Smith Schuster for this team signing with the chiefs would have been unbelievable for them. Um, it would have been incredible for him, for his career. I'm he would have got a massive he contract. That. He would have had the best year of his career. He would have had a mess. He would have got a big contract. He signs with the, the Steelers. It's going horrible over there. Surprise, surprise. But regardless, um, yeah, I'm not worried about the Chiefs. I'll never be worried about the Chiefs. The Chiefs could lose every game, and I'll still say that they're unbelievable because Patrick Mahomes can win any game. I, I don't – he can win any single game, so I'm not worried. Speaking of the Steelers, my next take is that Ben Roethlisberger is 2021's Phillip Rivers. Oh, that no. man. Another yeah. zingless player. Yep. I like that, actually. Oh, there it he is. is. He's, he's got no zing. That, zing. That's it. Every week thought, we got to make sure we say that. I thought the Steelers' offense was going to be so much better than it is. You would honestly. think. You would think, but uh, nah. 
they they're, they're still bad. They are still really, really hard to watch. That game against Cincy was so hard to watch. Like everything in that game was just Ben Roethlisberger running around, tripping over himself, the offensive line, not being good. (laughs) Najee Harris screen passes. I mean, Najee, let me read you this. Najee. How many catches do you think Najee had? 14. Well, okay. You guys knew that. Okay. 14. He had 14. Uh, 19 targets. Yeah. He was the leading targets. Second most receptions was Chase Claypool with nine. That's their slot receiver, essentially, because Claypool plays more slot. Um, so, yeah, like Big Ben is not pushing the ball. Uh, he cannot throw deep. That offensive line is not doing him any favors. It is a young O-line, and it's showing right now. Um, I mean, Najee's great. He's been really good, but she's dude. He cannot like drafting a running back in the first round. We said this after the draft. It's not going to fix your offense. Like, yeah, like they really sucked in the running game last year because they didn't have a running back. But that doesn't mean getting the talented running back isn't going to fix everything. You and know, they still like, kind of suck in the running game. They do, but Najee at least helps them in the passing game more so. Like, who was their option in the passing game last year at running back? Who was it? Anthony Jaylen, McFarlane. Jalen Samuels. <laughs> Benny a, Snell Jr. Benny Snell. Yeah, it was just a bunch of names. You know, like they didn't mean anything. Like Najee at least helps them in that, and he gives them an elite athlete to put back there. Okay, he's not elite athlete, but he's a great athlete to put back there that's super dynamic with the ball in his hands. But this O line can't run block. Pass blocking is kind of the uh, Ben Roethlisberger isn't doing them any favors because his play style with this offensive line just doesn't work when he's a pocket passer. I mean, I could just watch the play of Ben Roethlisberger throwing that pass and falling on the ground so like, over and over again. It's unbelievable, and it's funny because Ben Roethlisberger, his entire career was a QB that you couldn't get on the ground. He just would not fall down. He just he just took hits. He's a he's a behemoth. That's what he is. He's always been like that, and now he tackles himself on a screenplay. Like he guy can't, can't he can't stay on his two feet. But I, I, I threw a Ben Roethlisberger jab in our newest YouTube video that's going to come out. I'll give a sneak peek. I said, uh, Jamarcus Russell was pushing 300 pounds in the offseason. Even, even Big Ben was jealous of that number. <laughs> so Ooh. I wrote that in the video. I, mean, so sneak peek. I think we need to nominate yearly our Zinglis quarterback of the year. I think um, it's Ben. This year, I'm pretty sure it's going to be early, ben. But Ben is the leading candidate I think for sure. That's- Philip Rivers was very clearly it last year. Like, yeah, I don't think it was a debate. I think um, Philip Rivers might have been better than Ben's been so far, though. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Ben's been pretty bad. Well, I, how, how many yeah. weeks need to pass before we ultimately crown the uh, Zingless? Well, I'm trying to think of, like, who else you'd put who's, like, the runner-up. Right. Like, who's he in a – I mean, this is a prestigious title. We have you would to hope it's Tom Brady, it but it's never going to be Tom yeah, Brady. It's somehow, It's definitely not Tom. Uh, uh, let's look at the – it, I mean, it's always like I don't even know who it would be. It has to be. I mean, Carson Wentz. But we can't. Uh, it's like two Colts QBs in a row, which I guess. Could I mean, be. He's not yeah, we got voters good. for T. We have voters for T. Yeah. Though, the Colts. Yeah, no, I, I'm I good with Big Ben. I'm good with Big Ben. Uh, okay, we, we we still got 14 seat, 
14 seasons. We'll, we'll monitor as left. the year goes yeah, on. We'll monitor as we go. We'll keep you guys posted. Uh, we'll make sure there's no fraudulent elections or anything <laughs> that goes on in this race. Um, yeah, we'll get you that. We'll get you that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Matt Ryan, that could be a good contender, too. It's not a bad one. But I, I think... I'd rather have Matt Ryan than Ben, though. I, I would, too. But Matt Ryan has not played well. Either. No, he's playing like um, shit. But Big Ben, like, he is definitely the leading candidate for this year. And, God, like, I have a question for you guys. I got an answer. So, we're probably, we probably don't think the Steelers are a playoff team now with how their offense has been performing. Maybe they sneak in, but their defense is not good right now because of all the injuries they have. Um, what quarterback, at what caliber of quarterback would you feel better about the Steelers for their offense? Like what level of player? You got to go far down. I mean, Big Ben right now. I'd pro- would you take him over every rookie? No, I'm asking what what quarterback in the league is like the highest. You like, what's the worst the quarterback you would you replace him with? That yeah. you could replace him with that you would feel they'd get better, competent about their offense. Yeah. Kirk like you feel Cousins? like they'd have a decent offense. No, Kirk Cousins is way too I good. I think he's too good because they have weapons. That's the thing. If they have a quarterback that could push the ball at least, uh, I think they should have signed Jameis two years ago. Like I thought that was such a no brainer, but they didn't do that. I think Jameis is a good answer for that question. I don't know. They suck. That's yeah, they're really bad. Yeah. Mac I Jones. Mean, they're they're gonna be in quarterback contention in this draft, and Tank honestly, they might Corral. go for a the QB suck. Matt Corral, he's a stud, man. Yeah, he's going him. to the Giants, and he's gonna suck. Malik Willis also. Love yeah, him we're there. drafting both in the top five. Just watch exactly. Watch Teddy if you take two quarterback, quarterbacks, that's what I'm saying. You can't man, go wrong. Take them both. Right. Take them both. One's gonna pan out. If the other one does, you trade them. I agree. No. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you go into a draft and all you select is QBs, you just take every single QB in the draft. You know what? I'm going to bet. On. I'm going to bet. One's going to be good. Early bet. Teddy Bridgewater is the starting quarterback for the Saints next year. That would be weird. I could see it, though. What about the Giants? <laughs> I don't even want to think. Of it. I think <laughs> Daniel Jones might actually last another year. I don't oh, think. God. That's very scary. Not. He's played. He... Here's the thing. If they He's keep Gettleman, he will stay. Oh, uh, Gettleman's head is on a spike already. Another head on a spike house. candidate? How many yeah. heads do we have on spikes right now? We have Joe can, Barry, we have Mike will, McCarthy, we have... Uh, Jason Garrett. Now Jason I, will, Garrett. I, will stack, I will stack Gettleman and Garrett's head on the same spike. I'll save space. <laughs> Kurt, do you want Jack Del Rio on there? Not yet, because he was so good last year. But it, yeah, no, it's I'm pushing him towards the spike, but he's not on there yet. It's, we got to get someone from Washington on there. Um, Because we got one from each of our teams. Scott Sully has two. I think we could put Scott Turner. Okay. Scott Is Turner. that your defensive coordinator? Offensive coordinator. He oh. cannot. Uh, whatever. Uh, I don't even care. I Fuck Washington. All right, well, you're up. <laughs> no, Sully, you're, you're up, up. actually. You're I'm up. up. Yeah, yeah, you're up. Really? Yeah, it goes me, or Sully, Kurt, me. Really? Okay. How many have you done? Um, two? I mean, you opened the pot. I've done two. Yeah, I've done I, yeah, two. Yeah, we've all done two. We've okay, done I thought two. you only done one. All right. My take is about the Bucks rams game, but I'll, obviously, I'll, you know, I'll give you a little bit of a take here. Um, you know, short and sweet, the Rams are very legit. 
I obviously had them in my Super Bowl. Sam had them in his Super Bowl. We both believe that this team is very good. The upgrade from Goff to Stafford, absolutely massive. You've seen that so far. Stafford looks like an MVP candidate. This team is playing really well. They obviously beat the Ram- uh, they beat the Bucks pretty handily. And um, but my second take, I'm not worried about the Bucks. Just like I mean, I was worried about the Bucks last year after five six games, and I was foolish to think so. Um, this team is going to play lights out come second half of the year and leading into the playoffs. It's just what they're going to do. They game plan as good as anyone else in the NFL. And I'm not worried about them. They're the only thing that I'm slightly worried about. If you had to pick one thing out is, you know, this, uh, this secondary, they are definitely being somewhat exploited. And I think the reason for that is because the front, you know, seven, their D line is so good that teams aren't even going to try to run. Uh, the Rams did run a decent amount on them, not very effective, and that was mostly because they were up in the game. But um, I do think that they should be in contact with maybe some free agent, you know, cornerbacks, bringing some depth, maybe a Richard Sherman or someone else that's out there, um, possibly a trade or whatnot. But regardless, I'm not worried about the Bucs. I think they'll be fine. Tom Brady's playing incredible. Even this game, he made some unbelievable throws. I'm not worried. Uh, Rams are unbelievable, though. McVay is a top three, four uh, coach in the NFL. I love McVay with Stafford. I predicted it would be incredible, and it's been a show so far. Um, even Deshaun Jackson's getting in on the fun. I mean, that guy hasn't caught a pass. He catches one pass every year, and that's it. So hopefully that's not his last because he looked he looked decent. That's a nice little deep threat they got. But um, it's that's my take. for an 80-yard TD. Yeah, so. always. And he never runs straight into the end zone. He's got to run a little sideways first. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, I want to quickly give a shout-out to the TikTok we made that you made, Sully, of Stafford and McVeigh. The fact that that didn't get 100 million views is blowing my mind. Unbelievable. I watched yeah. it like 10 times. It's great. It's good. But, it, like even like McVeigh smile, like he's he's in love. Like McVeigh's in love with Stafford and he should be because I'm in love yeah. with him. Yeah. And I, every time I see on Twitter where it's, I've seen it like five times now where it's like, um, what is it? It's like Jared Goff and it's like that moment when, Sean McVay can't call the offense for you. I'm just like that. That's Sully. He's said it probably yeah. 10 times, but yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, no, the Rams are legit. I knew that though. They'd be a really good regular season team. I'm still going to stick with the prediction though, that I don't think they're going to make the Super Bowl. He's dying on the Hill. He's dying I, on the I, Hill. I, I can't. And he will it. die. He don't will want, die. I don't want to hear this take come uh, week 17. No, I want to hear other, anything. I want to hear it. I'm not, I'm I don't want to hear anything it. other than this take. It's okay, yeah, yeah. So, well, I'm I sticking agree. with it. Don't worry. Um, because when they Tampa's, go 17 and 0, no, they might. Low key, low key. Tampa is more than fine. And I know I'm just kind of piggybacking off Sully said, but like this just screams a Tampa loss. They play a tough team on the road. They don't win. Guess what? If on, it, honestly, if anything, it's like good for them. I'm serious. Like they'll be fine. I swear they'll be fine. Come, like you said, the second half here, come playoff team. It's going to be a much different team. They're going to be just fine. I still have them in my Super Bowl. I think it's a rematch. I don't know though about the Chiefs in the AFC. Maybe I got to switch back to the Browns. I mean, they're still getting the one seed, but we'll see. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, I, I mean, yeah, no. Anyway, though, Rams look awesome offensively. They just, it, I mean, Tampa has a great defense, and L.A. just ran through them. How many points did they put up? 34, something like that? Yeah. So, 
a lot you got to respect out of them. Like you said, Sean McVay is a master class. And of course, I saw for the uh, 500th time the picture on my timeline on Twitter where we had the floor, McVay, and Shanahan, and we didn't keep any of them. It's like, thanks, guys. I've seen it 40 times. Well, Let's... fuck Kyle Shanahan, right? Oh, he's horrible. Uh, McVay that's... runs circles over him. It's not even close. McVay doesn't allow that to happen on Sunday Night Football. Shanahan sucks. I mean, I'm my little, my little rabbit fire is about Shanahan and how much he sucks. So good. Well, 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 and I, I have something yeah. about LaFleur. We'll get so to that. We'll get to that. We'll get, yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah, no, regardless though. And the Rams are just like fun. They, you watch them offensively. Oh, I love the Rams. And they're just, I can watch them all day. That's my second favorite team. Let's not forget the only reason why Cooper Cup is getting this much action is because he gets breakfast with Matthew Stafford at oh, six yeah, in the yeah. morning. That's the <laughs> yeah. only reason. He's actually, he's going off. No, it's absurd. It's crazy. Shout and out again to the TikTok where it's, you know, the one that you yeah. made. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're I made one. You're just I know, dude. I, How are you not checking out, checking out the TikTok? I don't know, man. I don't know. Did you I drafted uh, Cooper Cup two years ago in fantasy. Obviously, I think three years ago was when he led the league in receiving touchdowns. And uh, no, 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 no. Two years ago, two years ago, he led it. Then I drafted him last year. He sucked. He scored like three touchdowns. Like he didn't even catch a lot. He ton of balls. Um, and now this year he's going crazy. I should have known because Cooper Cup wasn't the problem. It was Goff in that offense. When you add Matt Stafford. Cooper Cup's gonna eat. So fuck me for not picking Cooper Cup. Yeah, so. he is gonna eat breakfast a lot this year. <laughs> Robert yeah. Woods is Robert Woods gotta get in there or something. He's falling out of favor real They're quick. They're not letting him in. He's not part of the club. It's that's, it's a shame. Uh, that's tough. I'm, I think Tyler Higby might be in it though. After Tyler Higby, yeah. I, I got him yeah. in fantasy. Tyler Higby's fire. Dude, as someone who's watched Stafford a lot over his years in the NFC North. It was so obvious he would thrive. Oh, in he looks. System. I love him. He looks so happy. I, it warms my heart. I've always liked him. I, I just couldn't root for him because he was in Detroit. Even though I don't really give a shit about Detroit, like in terms of rivalry, because they're never a rival. Um, but I am so happy to see him like in LA thriving because he deserves it. He has been amazing. I'm still on the Stafford for MVP train. Like I, I'm still on it. Um, I think he's in heavy contention. We'll see how it goes throughout the season. Uh, I'm still standing by Rams Super Bowl. I think they are the best coach team in the NFC. I think they are the best roster, not roster. I go Tampa there. Best coached team in the NFC. Best offense probably in the NFC. Um, maybe Green Bay. We'll see. And you then wish. I, I will. We'll see. They play. They play the Rams later in the year, so we'll see how that goes. Can I uh, formally change my Super Bowl pick to Rams? Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Rams. Ooh. Oh, I'm gonna lock it in. I'm not gonna change it the rest of the you year. Gotta die on the hill. I will die, die on the Rams hill. I, I, I think love that's the Rams. Perfectly understandable, Sully. And I, I love damn, the Rams. I nearly picked them for my Super Bowl. When we yeah, did the picks. Sam, you want to change it? See, I, you got well, you, have, you could you could go with this, this is the only time too. you can switch only time i only i only, only cheats to your pick so i don't know i only change it whether it's it's week it's before week one before the playoffs and like throughout the playoffs like while we're doing mid like picks mid-year yeah i understand like formally i'm doing like an unformal change but it's also formal 
You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, just sure. getting, it's just getting a nice little head start. <laughs> yeah. It won't be locked in until uh, playoff time. But but you're you're right. Like last year, we have so we have a weekly show receipt of us not being afraid that Tampa would be, be okay last year. And we all were saying that Tampa would start slow and then pick it up. That's what happened. And they won the damn Super Bowl because of it. And I do want to bring up, Kurt, you're saying, oh, Tampa's going to be fine. And then you also, so they're still going to make the Super Bowl. And then you also said earlier in the pod, oh, the Chiefs will be fine. But now you're second guessing them making the Super Bowl? Oh, Chiefs are still making the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Well, you're kind of second guessing. They're not getting the one no, seed. I, I, I just had to throw in that the Browns are going to get the one seed Wait, somehow. Okay, the Browns pod. might get the one seed. Yeah, I've been saying yeah, that. Yeah, they, they probably Like, come will. on. If With the Browns that, get the one seed night, like, you guys have to both write me, like, a page-long apology. That's just what has to happen. I'll smack you in the face. How's that? That, that works out. I think that's a okay. fair exchange. That's I'll good. send you a nice letter. Yeah. I, I want all the fans, too, at home to send me a nice DM. Be like, Yeah, oh, you're going to get flooded. Yeah, your DMs are going to be flooded. They, they already are. What can I yeah, say? I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Who's up? I'm up. I'm all up. Right. Let it rip. Um, so... I will admit, though, when I am wrong, you know, I won't be wrong about the Browns. Once in a blue moon. Uh, I, I, you know, I do admit when I'm wrong. Josh Rosen, I admit I was wrong about that. Washington, I might no, be wrong you're about right. that. You were right about him. I was. Yeah. Josh Rosen gonna, is a franchise QB. We all were he's, right about him. Yeah. Yeah. He's but going to the Giants. For this season, I will admit I was wrong on the Indianapolis Colts. They suck dick. They are horrible, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, and I was, like I said, though, before the year, I was high on Indy because offensively I thought they could do – I was high on Wentz, and I thought that that would facilitate the offense to being good. I thought that their weapons would be all right. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor's gone in the red zone 13 times, and he couldn't score once. Like, what are you doing, JT? Um, and then the defense is just not good. And it's just a combination of those things don't add up well. And Indianapolis is not a good team. Um, I thought that I, I hold it off on this take because I thought if they could beat Tennessee in Nashville, then it would kind of change the narrative. Both teams would be one and two. We kind of see how the rest of the year progresses. But only putting up, what, 14 points in that game. I'm done. It's out. I am formally Ooh. changing my division winner to the Titans. Welcome. And welcome, uh, welcome, welcome. I, I, I just joined the party late. I hope you guys accept me. Here's a $5 bill for letting me in the party. Yeah, who do you know here? Uh, uh, one of the brothers. I'm really good friends yeah. with him. Yeah, Matt Chad? Sullivan. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's, he's one of my boys. Yeah, he's um, the president, I heard. Yeah. Um, but no, in all seriousness, what do you do if you're indie? Because, I mean, even Sam talked about it last year. They had a very good roster. They had a lot of money. What were they going to do? It looked like they had a bright future. Skip forward 12 months later, and that narrative's kind of switched. So who knows what's going to happen with Indy. Tennessee looks in prime, in prime position to win that division. And, I mean, that division as a whole, though, is horrible. It is horrible. And don't sleep on the Jaguars. They look really good. They do. Really big fan Excellent. of Urban Meyer. We all are. Really yeah. well coached. Uh, I love their head coach, uh, Brian Dable. He's great. Uh, their OC Kellen Moore is also pretty good. Um, they're, they're just, they just start doing everything right down there. I mean, okay. Can we just put something aside? Why the hell did they trade CJ Henderson? Yeah, that was, that was weird. Know. He went to the Panthers. Yeah, for yeah. a third. And he was a top 10 pick and in 2020. What is his name? Chris yeah. Hendon, Herndon, whatever. 
Chris Herndon. He's the guy whose agent was really passionate on the phone call. You guys, you guys seen that video? No, no, no. You're talking Dan Arnold. No, no. That's Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold. Arnold. Yeah, yeah. Chris Herndon's on the Vikings. He was on the Jets. Dan Arnold, yes. I know. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw that trade. Dude. Was like that guy's agent was like fighting tooth and nail for like two million more dollars. And then they shipped his ass. I'm so, I'm, I thought it was him. I'm so sorry, bro. They gotta That's get weapons. They gotta get weapons for, for, uh, for Trevor. But I just want to say this, and it's for a big tell you, uh, told you so. Panthers. They traded Dan Arnold. Why they trade him? Because Tommy fucking trembles on that roster, and they feel Tommy good Trumbull's about good. Tommy Tremble. Yeah, Tommy I don't want to say is that, I was right. Wait, is that the is right. that the Notre Dame guy, or yeah. is that Pat Fryermuth? Pat Fryermuth is like Penn State. He was Penn State. Yeah. 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 Hey, tremble, baby. Hi, Fryer looks tremble. all right, too. He's looking good. Yeah, he's yeah. looking good. Rookie tight ends, man. Rookie tight ends. Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Plan, I he's okay. Yeah. Kyle Pitts had zero out. fantasy points up until, like, the end of the fucking game. Yeah, really- I mean, Matt Ryan threw 18 yards over well, his head in the end guess zone. What? So. I'll bet you 400 bucks he gets, like, 15 next week. So don't even panic. All right, that yeah. taken. Cool. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Colts suck. Carson Wentz playing on two nubs for feet. Let's just say that. Yeah, he's got like peg legs. I have no idea why they played him because he looked like he was Mr. Krabs out there. Honestly, going, I didn't really see him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just did not look. If you watched him at warmups, he did not look comfortable like at all. And then they throw him behind an offensive line with Sam Tebby um, at left tackle. Or yeah, they should have thrown Easton out there. Easton's a beast. Facts. Yeah, facts. facts, man. Facts, man. All right, I will do my last take, and we'll do a rapid fire. Yep. Um, Sam forgot his stake. He no, forgot no, it. I remember it, and I'm. He remembers. I was wrong about the Raiders. Wow. It's all right. We're all wrong about something. Yeah. Um, Kurt was wrong about the Raiders too. Kurt said they would fucking suck. Yeah. Oh, no, that was me. I. No, I said I, it no, too. No, 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 Kurt. I, like, I remember specifically. I think I said they were going to be a bottom yeah, three team. You did NFL. say that. I remember because even after they beat the Ravens, you still you doubled down and you said they're still going to suck. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I, I didn't know it was too strong <laughs> on either side. They look good. Like, I've always liked John Gruden as a coach. Like, I think as an offensive mind, he's really good. But as the general manager and team builder, I, I, I know me, we've all kind of um, panned. Uh, He's on TV. Why am I blanking on his name? Pan. We pan. We're a pan. Here's no, a pan. The GM. Take a pan. The GM. What's his Mike name? Oh, Thomas Dimitri. Mike Mayo. Mike Mayo. Oh, okay. Yes. Wait, Mayo. that's who they should hire, though. Thomas <laughs> yes. Dimitri. Yeah, yes. they should. They would win yes. the Super Bowl easily. But no, we all instantly. agree. Mike Mayock and John Gruden as team builders aren't very good. Um, they're just not. But John Gruden as a coach is good. He's a good coach. And what he's done with this team has been great. And I just want to say this. Derek Carr, he's probably the leader for MVP right now. Like, I'm not yeah. even like being, I'm not even like saying that as hyperbole. I genuinely believe he's probably the leader for MVP right now because he has been the reason why his team has won each of their games. Week one, he brought them back into that game against the Ravens, had that great drive in OT, won them the game. Week two, he went off against the Steelers. He was great. Week three, yet again, another OT drive to win them that game. They were down like 14 nothing at the start of that game. He did throw an 85-yard pick six. Yeah, but 
Kyler Murray is throwing bad interceptions. It all, it all matters how you finish. It just matters how you finish. It, it matters how you finish, but Derek Carr has been great this year. Like he has been so, so good. And obviously Henry Ruggs has come on somewhat. Brian Edwards has looked really good. Darren Alex Waller. Leatherwood is elite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Darren Waller, still Darren Waller. Like, and this defense, I got to give credit to Gus Bradley because my God, this man has just completely turned this thing around. He's actually playing Jonathan Abram, not as a free safety, which is what their last Paul Gunther was doing, which was stupid. Um, and they finally have like good players on defense. Like Max Crosby has been a lot better. Max Crosby I, follows ASC. Yeah. And then we've got, you know, KJ Wright, Casey Hayward, Trayvon Mullen has been really good. Like just overall Raiders have looked really good. And I mean, the AFC West man, it's going to be tight. Going to be real tight. I was we're talking off. about the end of, we're talking about the NFC West is like the tight division. I mean, the AFC West looks real. Looks I, I can't believe we to make a post on the chiefs being last in the division. Yeah, we did though. No. Yeah, we did. I mean, we did the. Oh the yeah, yeah, we time. did the losing that, record. Yeah, that yeah. basically kind of insinuates. Yeah, that. it does. Um, but obviously, Denver—they've played crap teams, so we don't really know about them yet. But they still have like shut them out essentially. Yeah. Time. Uh, for the Raiders, Derek Carr—the way I describe how he's playing—it's not so PG thirteen, but he's taking his sack out. Uh, that's kind of how he's playing. I mean, he's he's going off. He probably is leading MVP the race right now. You know him, Kyler, Matt Stafford, kind of all in a bunch. Uh, he's playing really well. I think he might lead the league in yards. He has led two game-winning drives so far. He's taken his sack out. I mean, he he is just so – I mean, Kurt has said it a thousand times. He is so overhated, uh, so ridiculed. He's been that way, like, for so long on the Raiders because they constantly disappoint and overall, I mean, you can watch him play. He's very talented. And he even had that year, what was it, 2016? We got third in MVP. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he was potentially he was the playoffs. More, yeah, technically one of the best quarterbacks in the league that year. Um, is he returning to that form? We'll see. Looks like it so far. Um, he's taking his sack out this year. He's pissed. The Raiders or he's trying to get respect for the Raiders. Kurt was a Raiders fan for like four years, kept saying how good they were and underrated they were. The <laughs> one time he's like, they fucking suck. They're undefeated. Uh, what I the- gather from that is not that the Raiders are good. Kurt has no idea what he's talking about. It's like a Kurt curse or something. I just, yeah, it might be. I, I've, I mean, you're welcome, Vegas fans. Now the Browns got to watch out, man. Probably. <laughs> I will say, though, the only thing I'm more impressed with Derek Carr in his game is his post-game interviews. Another solid oh, post-game kills it. interview. Yeah. Oh, he did another three. one. I didn't see it. Oh, he's it's awesome. fantastic. It, yeah, I he's mean, good. Evan Washburn, great job reporting, asking the questions. Derek Carr with the incredible answers. Music to my heart. Uh, it's just yeah. it's perfect. He's good at it. Yeah, he is. Um, I'd rather see that than to hear someone say, yeah, good, good performance. I want some, I yeah. want some genuine answers. I agree. Show some emotion, baby. Come on. It's NFL exactly. it's football. It's All football. Right. Rapid fire takes. I'll go first. I don't care about the order. Um, oh. Cause I'll make this done in like 30 seconds. Trayvon Diggs has been unbelievable this year. And I never thought I would have said that after Terry McCorn made him his bitch last year. Shout out to Trayvon <laughs> Diggs. You're having a great year, man. Massive respect. I got to give credit when credit's due. And I thought you were horrible last year and you're, you're playing much better. 
he won me my fantasy game last night when I was yeah, that's down crazy. 10. I was, he caught that pick six and I literally shouted, no way. And I like started laughing because Oh I would have yeah, started laughing. <laughs> I did not believe what was happening. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Um, and this is not really a takeaway. It's basically just a repetition of history that we already know. We already knew this, but I just need to establish it in people's minds again. Um, if you give Aaron Rodgers any time on the clock, he's going to fucking win the game. That's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah. He's done it countless times, time and time again. 49ers score. 37 seconds, no timeouts. This guy, get him and Adelante Adams, get the Packers in field goal range, and Money Mason sinks the game winner like he always does. Did you uh, see that uh, that post that was like, Aaron Rodgers won all these games, and it was like 30 seconds yeah. left yeah. and like zero seconds, and like yeah. on the two-yard line with like 40 seconds left. Like, yeah, no, he's pretty good. Um, I, I like Aaron Rodgers. Uh I've said that before. I think he's decent at quarterback. Is he, he is he washed anymore, Sully? Like you said last week. Ah, uh, he's in, he's got a little bit of stuff to uh, you know. Sure. Stuff, yeah. Stuff I don't know how you fine, say that but... after he threw that t- that one <laughs> touchdown pass where he literally sailed over the fingertips and yeah. then also the throw over the middle. No, no, no. I, no. I, don't know how you I say mean, that. I I think I wrote in the ASC group chat. I was like, watching Aaron Rodgers throw the ball literally makes me hard. It's yeah, it's just it's uh, smooth. I, and it, it just—it's it, like it's like on a wire or something. It just goes right in there to he Alan is. Lazard to throw to Alan Lazard at the beginning of the game. I think it was yep. it was Chef's kiss. Dude, oh my god, he I love is it. The best quarterback of all time, most talented. I, I'm. Yeah, yeah I will. I will stand on this hill to the day I die, or the day that Patrick Mahomes yeah. proves me wrong. That's literally my take yeah. for the rest of time. I will stand there with you. I'll get your back. Uh, my Thank rapid you, fire is Appreciate the. That is the other side of this game that was incredible and not taking anything away from Aaron Rodgers, but the Niners botched that football game. Um, I be, I'm 99% sure they had a timeout left when they scored. Am I correct in that? Yeah. I think uh, well, they did. They also took, they could have snapped the ball. Yeah. They could have taken off like eight like seconds, 12 seconds. Yeah. yeah. And they so, had some yeah. uh, calls go their way and shit. Like they had that game. They should have lost that game a lot more than they actually did. Yeah. So, I mean, the Niners could have handled that better. Once again, Kyle Shanahan not knowing how to manage a game at the end. We've seen that before. Uh, surprise, surprise. But yeah, not taking it away from Aaron Rodgers. He's absolutely ridiculous. But the Niners kind of botched that game. Not too worried about them moving forward, though. They're still very, very good. Uh, that's going to be it for today's episode, though. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, check out sportsbettingtime.com. And we'll also be back with uh, our episode later this week. We got a guest coming on. Sneak peek. Harrison Ingram. It's going to be fire. Recruit. You shouldn't have gave it away. You ruined it. You've re- Cut it. Ruined Cut it. it. Cut it. Cut it.